What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Your number to participate is 877-374-7463. Again, that is 877-374-7463. If you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines as usual. Give us a call. The only thing we ask you, just be patient during the breaks and during the segments. And we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, uh, keep in mind, if you want to stream the show live, you can always go to the business page of Facebook of Sports Ground Entertainment. Or you can go to my personal page and you can stream the show live and you can leave comments. And uh, well, I'll get to, I'll respond to those in real time. If I see them, if I don't, I'll respond to them later. All right. 87737 grind. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll? Ready to go? Okay. Yes, sir. All right. So we're here with you uh, today in this region. I know we're all trying to thaw out. We've got this uh, winter freeze that's come through uh, the Texas region um, here in the last couple of days. I think it's going to be with us until tomorrow. So I hope everybody's staying safe. You know, I, where my studio is at, where I'm at, I'm out kind of like in the the hill country, not all the way close to hill country, but it's back out past, you know, in Leon Springs area. And I've got a text yesterday from the cable company from CPA. Hey, you experienced outage outages. Cause every time if it's cold out here, freezing and you got branches, that's, you know, splitting. I'm like, man, Texas is just not made. And even the trees ain't made to withhold this, you know, let alone the people. But the bottom line is, is that, um, are we with you today? Because the power, if, they, if all of a sudden it goes out and you're like, man, what the hell? Then you know the power, man. It ain't me. It's Mother Nature. You know, she controls everything. But we're here with you today. We've got quite a bit to get to uh, today, of course. Uh, big news, which we'll start with shortly. Uh, you know, the GOAT has exit stage left. So everybody's talking about that. I don't want to hit it over the head because I've given, I've spent the last, um, I don't know, 18 years of my career in this business giving Tom Brady credit. Um, so I'm not, it's going to be overkill all day today. All right. Uh, but you know what? I'll get to my point with him in a little bit, but he earned, uh, you know what? He earned even some more respect for me personally today. Um, and I'll explain to that here shortly when we dive into that. Um, also, let's see. We also, we've got other NFL news as well, too. Uh, want to look at more into the Miko Ryan's hire. And I got some thoughts about that. I still stay, you know, where I said, you know, I just, the, you know, the organization itself, it just, to me, me personally, I just feel that they get rewarded and that hardly ever happens in the national football league, but the timing of everything, they get rewarded for the way I feel the organization has behaved in the last couple of years by getting probably one of the best young, bright coaches in this pool and probably maybe in the next year or two, because I can't imagine him really failing. I mean, it's going to be important once he starts filling out his staff. I'm going to be eager to see who his staff's going to be. I do believe I've been saying this regardless who's going to get him. I do believe he's going to. I would be surprised if he doesn't name Brian Greasy as offensive coordinator. So, we'll, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about that and really what that does in that division. 
division. Um, and of course, there's some more thoughts in regard to Sean Payton and the hire. I definitely got my thoughts on that. Uh, you know, it kind of broke in on air when we were on air yesterday in real time. But, you know, there's the picks and then there's the people that's looking at it. Um, but the one thing that stands out to, to me about it, and I'll leave it like that and we'll get back to it. You know, that's one of those cliffhangers. They say, you leave. I used to hate that. You know, be watching good times and all of a sudden, man, is Evans, I mean, is James going to die? Tune in tomorrow to be continued. Damn. It was a good old day. No demand. Couldn't go on demand and just speed up. You know, now I'm noticing most of the demand, like stars and other stuff. They're not allowing you to burn through epic. Like they're releasing the episodes in real time. And they're not letting you. And then part of me, I feel like I should just go back to where I was and be like two or three years late to everything and six years. And so I can just go speed through it, you know, um, or just wait till the end of the season, at least. No, I, yeah, I take that approach because Dis- Disney started this whole thing with the Mandalorian and doing the, the weekly drops. Of course, HBO has been doing that for years with Game True. of Thrones. I'm just basically talking about BMF, Black Mafia family, you know, the 150 produced a very interesting story. It's history. You know, you usually hear about the Italian mob and everything. You never know about the black mob, but it existed out of Detroit. But that's what I'm saying. I'm just patient because it's season two, and I've already watched the documentary. Speaking of black, it is February the 1st. I almost forget. It is February the 1st. It is Black History Month. And for in, and for our new listeners and our new affiliates, I've got a thing that, you know, Jonas has been pretty much producing for me now, almost going on two years. Um, but Jonas is, we started kind of like last year before. Jonas is, not today, but we'll start uh, by tomorrow, Friday, Jonas will be giving us a black history fact every month to see what he's learned about the culture. Um, so he'll do that. That's to our new affiliates. You know, he'll go ahead and give us a, a, a update every month. Uh, not every month. Well, hell, it's going to be quicker than anything. It's the shortest day of the of the year. And also, by the way, to let you know, too, that, you know, some no one really I'm not a guy that gets into Zodiac signs and all that kind of stuff. But if you pay attention, there's a lot of great individuals that have made history in the society in certain industries that are born in February. I mean, Jordan, Tiger, I mean, the list, Mayweather. There's a lot of greatness. I, I, me personally, I think it's probably one of the, it's birthed some of the greatest performers and athletes and entertainers and special people in February. But I've always, I say that every February, but yes, it is Black History Month, so Jonas will be giving us an update here in a few days on his history facts. Also, um, speaking of the NBA, all right, the Lakers get a win in the Garden last night. LeBron showed out. They had a triple-double. He surpassed Mark Jackson. I wish Mark would have been able to be calling the game because I always liked that. Similar like when, you know, Reggie Miller was calling, when Steph passed him and then Ray Allen. But he surpassed Mark Jackson last night. He showed out in the Garden. Uh, the Lakers were able to get a victory. Uh, against the Knicks, what do you got? Well, just uh, to that's passing Mark Jackson on the career assist list, right? Mm-hmm. Th- that's what he's pa- he passed him mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The assist list. Yes. The career. So that's that's what I meant. I mean, I didn't think scoring. Fourth scoring, all time now. But yeah, assists. So we'll see who. I don't know what the assist leader and all that is at, at yet, but. Also, um, you know, it was some, it was, you know, commented because he, you know, he's less than, he's about 80 and some change away from Kareem, the captain. 89. 89. Okay. So that's going to be happening here shortly. But, you know, again, LeBron reiterated again, say, hey, uh, I want to play for a few more years. And I told you in the sit down, he's already said that he wants to have his Ken Griffey Jr. and senior moment, uh, you know, which I think I just heard like, I mean, LeBron, Bron, I know they put him part of the McDonald All American game. 
Everything I've seen of him in clips, he just doesn't play any defense. I mean, he can score. I'm gonna give. I mean, he's under a lot of pressure, man. I mean, remember how bad Michael Jordan's son was at basketball, and he started when I forgot what college he attended. Shortly, that's why Jordan felt bad and just gave him the Jordan store. He runs the Jordan store. Speaking of that, Forbes came out the other day. I don't have it in front of me, but the Jordan brand. Okay, last year I think they said in physically. I think it's to the point where it's grossed over $5 billion for Nike. And I forgot how much it grossed in a single year last year. It's crazy. And these are just retreads that MJ's doing. And you can thank the sneakerheads out for that. But that there's not, there's not going to be another athlete alive that's currently playing. It'll have to be somebody that's in somebody's womb right now, in a mother's womb that we don't know with. And I don't even think that's the case. There'll never be an athlete to be able to sell their shoe and resell their shoe 30 years and some after they've stopped playing. It's not going to happen. LeBron, no. We understand the late Kobe always said no. There's going to be nobody in any sport that is going to be able to recycle their shoes for 30 years after and generate that kind of think about it. There's not another uh, there's not another shoe brand out there that an athlete's endorsing right now that's pulling more than that Jumpman brand. That's impressive. And I knew I was watching something special there during the 90s. I mean, even when he started to really make NBA commercial, the McDonald's commercial and all that, even though I knew I was like, Mike can't eat McDonald's. I even knew that as a young kid. My ass was still eating. I don't know why I didn't stop then, you know. But yeah, man, that it, I knew I was watching something special. That is crazy. That is crazy, man. But anyway, so you have that going on. Also, speaking of basketball, which LeBron said he wanted to play a few more years. Speaking of basketball, last night also you saw the Nuggets. I'm going to have to start maybe believing in these guys. They rallied to beat the Pelicans. The one thing that is not being talked about in the NBA because we have the football, we've got the Super Bowl, we've got Tom Brady retirement, we've got all this stuff going on, but the Pelicans are on a nosedive. They're on a nosedive. And this has to do with Zion. He's been out. You know, Brandon Ingram's been in and out of the lineup. But they were one time, like, behind Denver, the Nuggets, I think, by like a game or two. And they and I think last night continues. They've lost eight or nine in a row at this time, right? In it somewhere. They've around? lost nine in a row. Nine. They're one and nine in their last ten. For comparison, that's where the San Antonio Spurs are at. One and nine in their last ten. Um. Well. Uh, yeah. And, and and it's 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 just really mind boggling. I mean, I know they're a better team than that. A lot of that has to do with health. Uh, but yeah, that's one of those situations. So that's that took that from you know last night. Speaking of basketball, let's give some love to the to the ladies, the WNBA. I probably have talked more WNBA basketball in the last couple of years than I've done since the league started, because uh, the quality of basketball has gotten better. That's my opinion. Um, I don't know if that's in this year's in time. I don't know if that's a sexist comment or not, but I'm just keeping it real. You know, you got to walk lightly what you say today, especially in this profession. But we got two big faces that are changing zip codes and area codes. Uh, first of all, we didn't talk about the rich got richer. Candace Parker is joining the defending champs, Las Vegas Aces. That's a stacked team. I guess Candace has been sitting there working at TNT so much and seeing Kevin Durant, everybody. She's like, well, hell, ain't nobody doing this in W. Let me go get another ring. You know, she's going to the Aces. They are already stacked, you know. Um, also, Brittany Stewart. Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart, I'm sorry, is leaving the Seattle Storm and she's signing with the New York Liberty, right? I believe she's going to New York Liberty. Correct. She's one of the best players in the league. You know, her and Sue Bird, uh, you know, ran through some titles up in Seattle. So you got the WNBA finding their way to say, hey, if the men can do it, we can do it too. Why not? They want in on everything else. 
you know now that was a sexist comment but anyway um so you got a lot going on here college basketball before I forget, credit, there was history made last night in the Mountain West. If you can't tell, you know, there's very few people in this industry that talk Mountain West basketball unless you're there in a region and you, you're, you're locally on air. But there's something about the Mountain West. I got to get credit to Nevada last night. Okay. I got to get credit for Nevada. Um, they played San Diego State, which was ranked 20. I think they're 22 in the country. Yeah. Well, first of all, keep in mind, this is the first time that in their school or program history that they won back-to-back home games over ranked opponents, top 25 opponents. Last week, they beat uh, New, Me- uh, New Mexico State, I believe, the Lobos. They were ranked there for a while. I think that's who they got. But props. That was a good game. And Steve Alberman, you know, he used to coach. Steve used to coach at UCLA, and then he got fired and went to TV. And then he went to Nevada. I mean, he's that's another one of those. And I talked about it, too, as much as I like watching Mountain West basketball. But it's one of those things that I still feel like that's going to be a stepping stone for him to get another bigger gig to get back up into that power five. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I could be wrong. But that's the But Mountain West props to uh, Nevada last night, man. That was huge. You know, Um, I think they were like I think they were like plus one and a half at halftime. Props to him, you know, get get the win. It's actually it's late because most people don't stay up to, you know, watch that stuff. Especially, but it's late, but it's it's thick over there in the Mountain West. Also, before we get into the GOAT talk, um, uh, today, National Signing Day, um, from everything I'm hearing, you know, for years, we always go by rivals on this show. We'll see where they rank. But that's the reason why on the docket I put Alabama had, you know, pretty much find themselves at close to the top. I don't know. Who has them at one? Rivals has them at one. Rivals has them at one. Well, yep. That's why the closet was in rotation today. Because this is my thing. After all the talk we talk about. Now, to put this in perspective. First of all, a week ago, there was a report. There was a four-star. I don't know if he was a cornerback or a four-star player that Nick would send it a, a scholarship offer or told him no because he was wanting the NIL money. And Nick said no. Keep in mind, Nick is one of those guys that's fighting against this whole, you know, he he says it's good. So sometimes I like Nick, but he contradicts himself on this NIL situation. But look at the climate we're in. All the talk about the dynasty of Alabama being done. Well, they this and they had a down year. They still, with people paying, I mean, the kid that was, that you know, was jerking around with Miami, the University of Miami, Florida. I mean, he decided all of a sudden he ended up in Arizona State. Out of all this hoopla, supposedly $9 million deal, to him, and he's a ranked a four-star player, quarterback. I think he's like the, the 30th, the 40th top player in the country altogether. He's somewhere in the top. I know he's in the top 50. But all of a sudden, he's choosing Arizona State? What deal was out there? But look at everything you're competing with, and Alabama still finds themselves on the top of the mountain. Even if they finish in the top three recruiting class. Where did Georgia? Where, where is Georgia at? Uh, number two. Shocking. Looking at the top five here really quick for you. Alabama, number one. Georgia, number two. Texas, number three. Okay, Ohio so. State, number four. And LSU, number five. Of course, a Texas class has uh, Mr. Arch Manning. Yeah, that's probably like really like, you know, you had a 60, but the teacher told you if you fill out the first two paragraphs, they're going to get automatically 15 points credit. That's probably what it is. I mean, that that you say the Texas ended four? Were there four corner uh, uh They are at three. Yeah, that Archie was probably worth about a 20-point curve, man. 
But we'll see what happens, man. I told you, once he won that recruiting battle and got Archie, that's going to buy Sark at least probably about two more seasons. It's going to buy him this year. It's going to buy him two more years with Arch because that was a big recruit. And plus, that's going to help and sell even more tickets. Not like to have a problem with that in Austin and Texas because half their fan base is just brainwashed. You know, all they care about, oh, it's three o'clock somewhere and OU still sucks. Yeah, well, when, when are y'all going to make a college Final Four? I mean, damn, y'all at TCU. I mean, y'all at TCU show up and it's, y'all ain't even cracked the four. But I digress. I think Sark is going to get maybe about another year or two since he won Archie. But press it for Alabama to be up top. We'll look back. I want to see where our road where UTSA 2-1-0, triangle of toughness. I want to see where they landed. But when we get back, let's talk some GOAT talk, man. Tom Brady, his exit stage left. We'll get into that when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 877-37-GRIND your number. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Skyline Studios. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate, or that's 877-374-7463. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right, if you're looking to check on the newest, latest products they have, if they're seasonal, or you just want to order for same-day delivery, make sure you go to specsonline.com. Dot com because the fun starts here. Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. Um, yeah, that's what they call them, uh, the GOAT. Um, I, you know, I think I, I think I pushed back. If my memory serves me correct, I think I pushed back on that all the way until I think it was not after 
I think it was not after to the Seattle uh, Seahawks Super Bowl. Because my GOAT has always been, and partly still is, to be honest with you, is Joe Montana. Um, 4-0. I mean, Joe, and, and not only that, because I know this is Tom's day, but Joe was a guy that pretty much helped change the landscape of offensive along with Bill Walsh. Because if you ask me, I believe that is probably still the best quarterback coach tandem in NFL history, Joe Montana and Bill Walsh. But back to Tommy. Um, Look, you know, I feel this, you know, and I was going to say this yesterday because I felt like, you know, I was getting to the point where I was ready for the league. I'm always about the shield first. You know what I'm saying? I'm always about the shield first. The team that I have interest for, I'm always brought up the fact that it's the name on the front of the jersey, not back. There's, I mean, there's nobody that's gone through that organization. I could, I'd have to think about it, but I'd probably count on two fingers of people that I've really got attached to that played in that organization. And I guess you can catch to see who's the first one. But back to Tom. Um, I was basically really ready for Tom to exit stage left and Aaron Rodgers. So we got one down. We've got one to go. Okay. But Tom really gathered, you know, because uh, I woke up to it this morning. I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't follow Tom on any social platforms. I mean, I'm not on there that much besides the time of doing this show or when I interact with y'all. Uh, but I did wake up to the news and saw the video that he put on the gram and looked at it. And, and you know, I really gained a little bit more respect from Tom after seeing that. And this is the reason why, because it lets you know that he even addressed it. He said, look. You know, you really just pepper. You only get one of these long speeches, retirement speeches there. And I burnt mine up. Yes. Last year. Also, you know, he took time to think of who he could think and everything and his competitors. But the main thing is when you have an example. Of how Aaron Rodgers is over the last few years. And look, in the history of football, there's been some diva, cocky quarterbacks. I get it. It's just like, you know, receivers and DBs get the, they get the blunt of the, the, the stereotype. You know, you got to be cocky to play this position. Well, there's been some cocky ass quarterbacks as well, too. But if you look in the air of the way Aaron Rodgers have acted in the last few years, and you look at a guy that had seven Super Bowl titles, okay, and you look at it was something, he could have dragged this out. He, he knew that the 49er rumors was coming. He could have stroked his ego, especially after the way it went last year, where it was kind of like he got pissed because, like, Adam leaked it, this and that. Oh, screw it. I'm coming back. And who knows what was going on behind closed doors with him and Giselle. But the truth of the matter is he could have milked this. He could have at least waited another week. He could have had a big old press conference. This He did straight to the point, and he just said, hey, this is what it is. That's a guy that has seven rings, and that's 95% of football fans' is goats that he's been labeled a goat. I mean, I, I wouldn't even argue with anybody with that anymore. You know, I mean, I've got my personal opinion. I think he is the GOAT. I mean, but Joe, there's some impressive things with Joe, and it's, it's different. Now, the thing I will tell you this, though, because one of the things I want to talk about, because everybody's going to hit it tonight, where does he rank amongst the GOATs of GOATs? I'm always going to give an edge to, to in individual solo sports, individual athletes, and not team sports. Your Muhammad Ali's, your Tiger Woods, 
Serena Williams. I'm always going to give edges to individuals because as you're on that island, there's a lot of factors in that plays into how many championships you can win at that position in the NFL. And it's got to be a perfect storm. And I believe it was a perfect storm for Tom Brady all the way together because of the, the structure that he had with Bill Belichick. And I believe with Tom's success and Bill's success, I've already talked about this on the show for years. So sorry for the new listeners. I'm not going to rehash it, but I've always put where my stake is. It was 60-40. And it's 60 Bill's way. And, and I'm going to tell you that it comes down to where with both of their legacies and Tom and, and, and Bill, what cannot be understated and it can be valued enough when we talk about, I always talk about you got to have some luck. You got to have a little good breaks there to win a Super Bowl. You got to have that. What cannot be discounted in this dynasty and this man that's retiring today and calling it quits, seven Super Bowl titles, the lack of resistance in the AFC East, it, it contributed to both of them. I mean, you got to think about it. You got to put it in perspective. Like you, the fact of it is that his during a stretch, his biggest threat was really Peyton Manning and the Colts. But Peyton Manning, it was a mental block as a team, you know, this dome team, you know, this outdoor elements that Bill would basically the only guy that could dis dissect and get in Peyton's head and, and fool him pre-snap. It took a while for Peyton to finally get over that to that hell of a comeback and the uh, RCA dome to go to the Super Bowl to capture their first Super Bowl victory over the Chicago Bears and Rex Grossman. What a layup that was. But anyway, the truth of the matter is you cannot understate that, man. The AFC Ace gave no path resistance. When you can come out and guarantee yourself the number one or two seed just because you got three other teams in the division at the bottom. This is way prior to Josh Allen, Buffalo, Miami still searching for everything. That is a big factor in it. And I will tell you this, even if you look, if we look modern and current right now, and you look at the dominance, and we're talking about it, the dominance of Patrick Mahomes in the AFC West. This is Patrick Mahomes. He played five straight A. He's played five AFC championship games. All of them has been in his own crib. And the dominance he's had in the West, that still ain't on the the dominance that Patrick Mahomes has had in the AFC still on, ain't on that path of resistance of 15 years in New England in the AFC East. And yes, I know what Patrick's win and loss record is against the recurrent AFC teams. I know that. So don't come in here. Well, you know what his record is? Oh, he really lost it. It's still on that level to get the one or two. Because Patrick could even have a game, whether it's, you know, a game with Buffalo, if, if it's a game with the Chargers who can get them and gotten them over the years. There's least out of that. New England, it's just that. Not to poo-poo on what they did, because you can still put a coach and a quarterback in that situation, and they could run their division. They still ain't going to result to how many AFC championships they went to and the Super Bowls. We forget the AFC championship games they lost. We're just counting the wins. They've been to multiple of AFC championship games. I believe this is it. I, you know, looking in his eyes emotionally, I believe this is it. I know this is it. And somewhere today, this morning, because the report is that he basically phoned, he he told Tampa first because he told him it was either Tampa or I'm retiring. He wasn't going to 49, even though 49, this is probably like everybody said, the best case scenario for him. 
to try to compete for another Super Bowl. But when he called them and he made this video Instagram somewhere, because this is what they do, somewhere, Giselle picked up the phone and called one of her girlfriends and said, now, now you want to, you couldn't do this eight months, I promise you, somebody, she either called somebody, they called her. So look at it, this man put his family on the line and was just to stick around just for a couple more hits. But he said it first. He had said it on his podcast with Jim Gray. God, Jim's all Jim. I mean, I guess when you hide on the hide behind the bushes and you ambush people and you get that relationship with Kobe and all, you can get a podcast with Tom. I'd like to see the money generated on that thing. But he said it even with Jim. Like, hey, man, you know, love football is my first love, and it's always will be. <laughs> there's a, there's a woman that's given birth to two or three of his kids. And that's just where he is. And that's where you can see that decision made and go. And it's just unfortunate for him, but the football gods has blessed him enough. It just sucks for him that his season got started off with something that nothing could prepare for him to go through. Is a real life divorce, which millions of people have to deal with it. But, but at the end of the day, dude, his, his, uh, his career set speaks for itself. It is what it is. Nobody. I believe, you know, I, you know, I'm the one that's always that record. You could put it up there with the DiMaggio hidden streak. I doubt it very. First of all, people make too much money now. Tom always made less. People make too much money. And the consistency of teams, a coach tandem stand like nobody's doing that. Not anybody right now. Not even Patrick Mahomes. Everybody can say Patrick has got the probably the path to do it. Patrick's not doing it. Nobody's probably going to because you got to have the perfect combo. Now, what I will say because I know you want to add something, but this is the other part before we move on from this. I don't subscribe to this. I don't think it's right. But the reality of it is the ball is in Bill's court now. When his, I don't know how much juice Bill has. And let me tell you something. He's going to have to change the way he's custom of doing things. It's just the way the game is. It's just what it is. The guy that was in them rooms in Cleveland with him, the guys that was on the grind back in the Cleveland before Art Mardell said, hey, man, get the Mayfield. We're going. Bill, uh, Nick Saban. Nick is around the same age as Bill. He's been able to do it. Bill's kind of, and the NFL is different than college, but Bill has, has to change the way he's going about how he's built teams. But the question is, how much juice does Bill have? But the ball's in his court to see if he can at least get one. Because the majority of people, there's some people that agree that kind of have most most people because of that one with Tom got in Tampa. They're all oh, there. You go. I don't. I said sixty forty, man, and I've kind of been with that, and I'm gonna stay with that. And I believe under the right situation and the right quarterback and the right thing, Bill could go do it without Tom. Maybe not no three or four, but one. Because I think the one thing that keeps Bill Belichick's stomach still burning is that record with Don Shula. And I don't know how much longer he has to coach. To get to Don, but I know that that record means something to, to him with that Don Shula. But I really don't know how much longer Bill is is has the stomach to go and do it. But hey, Tom got it out of the system. He got it out of the system. That's what you can say. What do you got? Well, a couple of things there for you. Uh, as of uh, this this week. The top 50 wins leaders in the NFL, Don Shula, of course, 347. Bill Belichick, 329. So, uh, looking at a season or two, I mean, that's uh, quick mental Give me that math. number again. Uh, 347 is Shula. 
and Belichick said 329, uh, 329. So doing some quick mental math here, that's 18. 18 wins, 18, uh, seven, 18 weeks in a season, 17 games. But the question is, can he build, can he adjust? And can he adjust his ways and build a competitive team? to Because at the end of the day, look, unless Buffalo gets a running game, I said it the day after that game, they were eliminated against Cincinnati. Unless Buffalo gets a running game, Josh Allen is on his, on his way to the Dan Marino career. He will be, but he ain't going nowhere anytime soon in that division. And to be honest with you, look, I can tell you right now, and I'll be the head of the curve on this. They were patient with them, but McDermott, the head coach in Buffalo, the clock's going to start ticking. They're not going to waste Josh Allen because keep in mind, he's a defensive minded coach. It's a situation. The clock is ticking on him. I told you this first. I ain't saying he's on the hot seat, but if you think he's going to ride it out here and can't get over the hump and get that guy to the Super Bowl, it ain't it ain't that way. You got coaches getting paid $18, $19 million because the pressure and teams are costing money. It's at an all-time high. So to me, Bill, I don't know if he can get that because can he get a competitive team to surpass Buffalo? Miami's on the uprise. You know, now this Tua situation, which I didn't have it on the docket, but I mean, meaning to talk, Tua just checked out a percussion protocol. That's over a month. Now, that's concerning to me. Think about that. When's the last time Miami played? And this guy just this morning came out of concussion protocol. I knew he wasn't going to quit. I think his parents are trying to talk to him, but that's alarming. But Miami's there. You know what I'm saying? The Jets, they say, is a quarterback away. So, what do you got? Well, so you're talking about wins, though, not titles, because he's got titles. So you're only talking about 18 wins to tie Shula. So if you can go 500. True. I mean, it'd take him the next two years. Two to three seasons is what, is what you're pretty much looking at. Yeah. I mean, they made a good uh, acquisition the other day by hiring Bill O'Brien, uh, you know, bringing him back to the fold. But I do believe that... Um, it sounds easy when we say, well, that's just 18 wins. Now, <laughs> New England's got some challenges. I mean, they it's a talent. It's a Bros and Joe situation down there. And you don't have And Look, New England is no different than the 210, where I do this show from, and what's going down on East Houston Street. And for our new listeners, East Houston Street is the street that the AT&T is on. That's the street that they promised they were going to fix the roads if they built the arena. But pop holes, everything's still over there. Just telling all kind of family business, man. It's the same thing. Not everybody can or wants to and can go play for Bill Belichick, just like not everybody can play for Pop. And everybody don't want to. If they love Pop, they'll talk after the game, hug him. Can they be 82 games with them? No. Same thing with Bill. So he's got that chance. It's different when you got Tom there and people know, like, damn, I can, this is my chance to get a ring. Hell, yeah, I'll take less money to go in New England. Bill don't have that anymore. He doesn't have that luxury. That's what I will admit. What else you got? So flipping things back to the GOAT real quick, um, Tom Brady, uh, in, under the Instagram post, he's heard from everybody, from Hugh Jackman and Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, on the silver screen, to Von Miller, even Josh Allen reaching out, calling him the GOAT, you know, and he's now running his old division. But one person is stuck, stuck, stood out in particular, and that is Giselle. Hmm. So Giselle has commented, and she said, uh, wishing you only wonderful things in this new chapter of your life. And she puts prayer hands. I kind of have a problem with that. 
Because I feel like you y'all got kids together. Giselle bought a house close by after the divorce, so probably she could just see what's going on. But that's a convert, that's a text that you can tell him, a text, but you can call him. You're putting that out on posting it. So the attention, this is Tom's day. You gave him an ultimatum. You left him. We might have seen Tom and maybe Tampa in the NFC Championship game for some. If you would have had a clear mind, I, I just I that I have a problem with Giselle on that. Isn't I really it, do. Isn't it worse though if she doesn't no, say anything man, publicly? No, that because you know what? And look, look, you. This is one of these things that you can look at half glass half full or half empty. And I'll and if I'm the minority on this one, I'll be the minority on this one. Giselle is a world-renowned superstar model. She's got her own following way before Tom Brady came. And what she, she, that is bringing attention. Like if you have his peers and everything else, I mean, hell, the actors, hell, they got an 80 for Brady's movie coming out this weekend or something. Can't believe this, man. Can't believe how some of them actors are that damn old by now, too. I mean, I say, damn, we're all getting old. But that, that's, that's, that's taking attention, man. And that's the message. No, man, you speeded this up. Like, why can't you be cordial? Just latch like, hey, man, this is it. No, man, I'm not trying to. They, they slick like that, man. See, that's that. And Giselle can be like that because she got money. She got her own money. She got more money than Tom got. So she can be like that. I still stick to my first take, man. She called. Somebody called her like, wow, <laughs> he did it now, huh? I guess the divorce threats wasn't good, but he's ready to walk away now, girl. Whatever, man. She was late to the party about two hours after a lot of yeah, athletes exactly. and teams had already gone still in. Still trying to steal thunder, man. Listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. 877-374-7463 is your number to participate. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.